show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you feel that life is just giving you more than you can handle, please realize that you are not alone. Welcome to Abba Daddy House Girls Speak Out with your hosts, the founders of Abba Daddy House, Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We're here to listen and provide help for you and others. At last, you have a place to speak out and be heard. Now, here are your hosts, Annette and Myrna. Hi, everybody. We are here at the radio just listening to you guys call us if you want to today. And we're here with some special guests also. We have our present pastor here, Pastor Dave. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on where you are. That's true. And his lovely wife, Dee. Hi, how are you all? And they're going to be visiting with us and we'll be with them for the next hour or so. Yes, and we thought it would be a good beginning for you guys to share how Jesus became Lord of your guys' life. Dee, would you like to start? Sure, that would be great. So um, I am now 47 year old, um, but originally I'm from Scotland. Um, I came to America 18 years ago, um, just before my 30th birthday. Um, I came as a Christian, as a believer, um, but I had recently, only at the age of 27, actually made that decision. I'd been raised in a church um, and knew um, about Jesus, had heard all the stories, um, but became disillusioned at age, I don't know, 16, 15, 16, 17, um, and found just that um, my friends who were not Christians were actually kinder and nicer than my church-going friends. So for about 10 years, I walked away from God and Jesus and honestly just didn't really think that much about it um and age at age 27 um i came to the realization that while i was having a wonderful time i was having a wonderful time going straight to hell and i didn't like that realization so what what happened that you that you came to that realization Um, Well, previously, I think possibly about a year, a year and a half before that, my sister had become um, a Christian um, through a very dramatic experience. Um, She had actually had a really bad trip on mushrooms and ended up in the psychiatric ward um, where she was sectioned and so was Uh, She believes during that trip that she actually went to hell Mm. and that um, our parents, my mom particularly, had always said to us, if you are ever in trouble, you call out to Jesus. It does not matter what happens. You just call out to Jesus. And she believed that and she did that. And she believes that is the only reason that she actually did not end up going to hell and survived that trip. So she um, quite dramatically became a Christian and her life really was changed um, 
and she was living very hard for Jesus. And the change in her life was dramatic and extreme. Um, so her friends were people that loved Jesus in a deep way that I hadn't seen before and their kindness um, and their non-judgmental spirit um, made Jesus look appealing. Um, and without them pointing their finger at me, there was just, a, I guess, a, a deep realization that, yeah, I, I wanted what they had because it was very attractive. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. And so you came to a point where you just um, moved out to moved your heart towards Jesus because of their example. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then for so for two and a half, three years, um, I and uh, during that time, I had planned to go and live in France. Um, and I, so I was living in France and living in Greece, kind of back-to-back -back summers and winters, um, and realized that that probably was not conducive to following Jesus. So I didn't have a house. I didn't have a job. Um, it, it, it seemed um, a, a crazy decision. But during the next three months, I got a job um, actually working in the church nursery, and when I went for the interview, I said to my boss, Jan, uh, well, I don't really like children, but I guess if, if you want me to help you, then I, I can do that. Um, so went for three years, worked with them and really what I would call now mentoring. Um, they mentored me. They, they showed me Jesus in real ways. Um, we walked life together through the ups and downs and struggles of their life. I saw their struggles and how they dealt with them as Jesus followers. Okay. So they discipled you. They did, yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So you, my testimony definitely is a lot about discipleship, um, friendships developing through, um, and then pointing people to Jesus through those yeah. friendships. Community. Yeah, community, yeah. And you learned how to like babies. <laughs> I did, yeah. I actually discovered that I really love children mm -hmm. and went on and that's actually how I came to America was um, I came and nannied for a British family in Washington DC so it kind of opened that door for for this life that mm -hmm. um, seems so far removed from um, the first 30 years of my life to now this that God has um, definitely taken what was very broken and made it into something really beautiful. Not always perfect, but... But it does work. Huh? But it does, yeah. Yeah, and it's definitely been uh, an interesting, crazy ride. I bet so. Mm -hmm. Well, Dave, how did you come to know the Lord? Well, I'm a 62 model. <laughs> uh, I'm 57. And I don't know if you've ever seen that movie called The Sandlot. But that movie describes my life so perfectly because me and my buddies that I'm still buddies with, that I grew up with, uh, that movie is a lot of the way that I grew up. I grew up in Wichita, Kansas. Matter of fact, uh, I've got a little bit different. Uh, my father uh, came from San Luis Potosi, Mexico, and he came over here to go to Oklahoma State University. And that's where he met my mother, who was from Woodward, Oklahoma. 
Wow. And so it's kind wow. of different, uh, you know, really neat to be able to see both families and how different they are. And so um, I grew up in a great home. I mean, it was uh, my parents, you know, they went to church and I'm the oldest of three. I'm actually the uh, fifth generation firstborn son, Sanchez. We joke around with that. But uh, I, uh, you know, I went to church and I heard about the Lord and I believed in the Lord. But it wasn't, it was more of a head knowledge. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that relationship. And um, and so in junior high and senior high, I strayed away from that and, of course, you know, went the other direction. And when I was a uh, senior in high school, and I loved track, and I always ran on the 4 by 100 relay team or the mile relay team, and I met a wonderful young lady. She was a junior. Her name was Janine. And um, she she just had the love of the Lord. And she began to bring me to church. And before that time, my grandmother on my mother's side, she was such a huge influence. I mean, she would follow me around. She would. She wasn't afraid to say, hey, Dave, are you doing this? Are you doing that? Are you, you know, making the right choices? But anyway, it was it was through a lot of people. You know, my grandmother, the example of my parents, uh, Janine, my girlfriend, and then my youth minister, Mike, and many others that, uh, but most of all, just hearing the word and finding about the, the love of Christ, realizing that, you know what, I can't work my way to heaven mm-hmm. by any good works. It's by the perfect work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I received Christ, and I was baptized into Christ, and went on to Wichita State University. I thought I was going to be a physical education teacher. Whoops. Yeah. (laughs) And so I was being discipled at the time by uh, a man named John Brooks, who was a part of the Baptist Student Union, and me and some friends. At Wichita State? At Wichita State. What year did you go to Wichita State? Uh, It would have been the fall of 81. Because I graduated from Wichita State, and I'm trying to figure out when I went to Wichita State. <laughs> it's a small world. It really it is. is. And so... Because I remember John Brooks. Really? Yeah, when you said that name, I'm oh, thinking... Oh, he's an awesome yeah. guy. And so, you know, I was involved in a lot of studies and ministry, and I remember me and my friend Ron, who's now a pastor... Uh, at Restoration Church in Denver, we used to go out street witnessing. And, you know, we're just two young men. We don't know what it's all about, you know, and the Lord's shaping us, you know. And I always say, you know, we're a work in progress. But through that time, the Lord just started to call me into more of a vocational type of full ministry. And the funny thing about it is where I trained for that at Ozark Christian College, the first time I went there, I said, oh, I'll never go there. They're way too strict and this and that. But by the second year at Wichita State University, the Lord said, hey, you're going to Ozark Christian College. I had no idea what I was going to do. I just said, okay, Lord, here we go. Let's start the adventure. Anyway, to make a long story short, that's how I began getting into the ministry, youth ministry, and then uh, a pastor. And it's 
it's just been a joy. I mean, there's been a lot of ups and downs, but he is faithful. He really is. I can say for <clears throat> myself, knowing you and hearing you preach that you're a good pastor. You well, are. I've got you fooled. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so at what point what at what point did you say did you surrender to God and say, Okay, I'll go to Ozark? Um, it was the second year at Wichita State University. Mm-hmm. So you were a sophomore. I, I, I told my dad about it, and he was like, now, why do you want to go to that Mickey Mouse college? Oh, and, yeah. you know, you need to, you know, do something where, you know, you can make some more money and yada, yeah. yada, yeah. yada. Yeah. And I just told him, I said, I don't know why. I just I just know the Lord wants me to go there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like a lot of things in life. You know, you, you take that first step of faith, and he opens up the door, and then you start to learn more and more and more. And that's what happened, basically. And because all things work out for the good of those that trust Amen. in the Lord, right? Amen, right. <laughs> so you went there, and what? So you wanted to go to, did you, or was your intention youth pastor first and, and then pastor? Yes, or? I wanted to work with youth. Okay. I always, you know, I coached youth. Uh, I was well, in, that would go with the physics. Yeah, I was in okay. Big Brothers and Little Brothers. Um, I wanted to work with youth, and that is what I did for a very long time. Because okay. I love working with youth. Very you know, and, and also, you know, I was in mental health for, you know, almost 10 years, a couple of months short of 10 years, and that's what I did. I worked with uh, in the youth department with children and teens. And so it's just been a blessing. I did that along with the ministry. Of course, I wore two hats. Mm-hmm. Oh, sounds like us. Yeah. <laughs> so how, after you got out, out of the, the Ozarks, um, I'm going to call it a seminar, Christian, College. Christian College. In Joplin. Where did you go? Well, I, uh, I was painting. Me and a friend were painting houses. And then I got a great opportunity to go to a little town in southeast Kansas called Tyro. And it's kind of unique. The town was about uh, 200 people, but the church ran about 700, six or 700. They're running, I think, over 1,000 now. <laughs> and I was on staff with three Daves and a Terry. So oh, it was no. Dave one, two, and three. Which one were you? I was Dave uh, three. Because, because of I, age? There was senior pastor, associate, and youth minister, and I was youth minister. Okay. And you were the youth minister. Do you feel you feel like sometimes youth ministers kind of hit the bottom? Uh, as in, as in the low man on the totem pole. Oh, yeah. I I can tell you that youth ministers put in an incredible amount of yes, hours, they do, and they love what they do, mm-hmm. and that's why they're doing it. Okay. So when we come back, we will visit some more with Pastor Dave and D. And see kind of like how they met because, you know, she's from Scotland, he's from Kansas. And, you know, we have to be partial a little bit. Annette and I do because, you know, we're Kansans. Yeah. Yeah. So gotta love Kansas as flat as it is. But anyway, so we'll come back and talk to see how they met. Um, We'll talk with you guys after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. 
The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4 verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. All right, so you just heard the email address of abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com, and I'm going to remind you guys that we need, we would really like to share your miracle stories because we want to do that show on December 21st. So be sure to um, email your miracle stories before December 21st, and we will read them. Or if you want to call in, he just gave you a number to to call in on that day and share your miracle story. So abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Be sure to email those. And we I've already had a text today saying that someone has um, done just that. So don't be shy. You just let us know what you want us to say. So we're coming back with Pastor Dave and Dee, and they're going to, remember, she's from Scotland. She's been, came to the United States 18 years ago, and they both, we both have them saved now. So he's been to seminary, and she's been in, in Washington, D.C., taking care of um, an ab- ambassador's kids. or her? Actually, somebody who worked for the World Bank. Okay, for the World Bank. I remember that now. Yeah. And we're going to find out how a Kansan in a Scotland met. All right. Well, so um, as I said before, I'm going to I'm going to jump in and tell most of this story because if Dave tells the story, it'll be three sentences, and there's so much more detail to go into it. Than well, of that. course, we're romantists, right? That's right. We, we know how to tell a story. That's right. Yeah. So um, I was in D.C. and I just actually arrived just before 9/11. Um, I lived in a house about five miles from the Pentagon. Um, so 9-11 definitely affected um, my life in a really big way. And um, that first year I was in D.C., we also had, uh, I think it was two sniper attacks and one anthrax attack, but it might have been the other way around. Um, 
but I loved living there. I planned to come for a year and ended up staying for four. Um, during that time, I'd um, gone on a missions trip to Haiti for first time for two weeks. And then the second time, I think was about four months uh, and just really loved it. And honestly, I thought that I would end up serving full time in Haiti, looking after little kids down there. Um, this is the lady that didn't like kids. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> God is funny like that. He is. Uh, so kind of as I was turning my heart there and saying, okay, God, that's, I guess that's where I'll go. Um, previously for about two years, uh, one of my friends, Jake Betts and his wife, Amy had been telling me about this guy, Dave from Kansas Um he was in Jake was in the military in DC and I'd met them at church and they would say, Oh, you should meet our friend Dave. Oh, the two of you would like each other so much. You would have that would just be the perfect match. And so we would joke back and forth, yeah, yeah, yeah. How on earth is that gonna happen? You know, now where where does he live? Oh, Kansas. Is that something to do with Wizard of Oz? You know, how how does that all you know what else happens in Kansas? You know, tell me how this is this great meeting's gonna happen. You're gonna click your heels together and say there's no right. place like Kansas. Exactly. So but there was one day um I was in Target in Alexandria and um I got a phone call from Jake saying, hey, D, Dave's coming up to D.C. Do you want to come over for dinner? I'm like, sure, okay. And you just kind of like brushed it off and laughed it off. So a couple of days later, uh, I go over to Jake and Amy's house for dinner. And we had uh, beans and cornbread, which until then I had never had before. Definitely a Southeast Kansas kind right. of thing. Right. Um, new food to me. Uh, Did you like it? It was okay. I've I've grown to like it more. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so that's where, where we initially we met. After that meeting, Dave did not contact me for like two months. Why and not? I, I don't know. It was like, uh, how could this ever work? She, uh, well, I actually thought she wasn't interested. Oh, okay. I thought when I flew up there, I, I was like, oh, look at this beautiful Scottish woman that loves the Lord. And I thought, I remember getting on the plane and it was just like I said a prayer, Lord, I don't, you know, would this ever work? Do I ever, do I even have a chance? And so one day I called up Jake and I said, uh, and this was after I'd got back home and it was probably a month later. I said, Hey, you think you could give me Dee's telephone number? I thought to myself, well, what, what will it hurt to call? So anyway, we started to call call each other about what two months later it was just before it was in december because it was just before i went home to scotland for two weeks so the timeline in this is all quite amazing so we started talking for about two weeks i go to scotland for two weeks come back and start talking a little bit more um martin luther king day comes up which is january 15th Mm -hmm. dave flies up to dc for our first official date he gets snowed in, so has to stay another day. So fortunately, we were having a good time. <laughs> Isn't God good? He snows you in with the girl that you don't think you have a chance with. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been terrible if we'd not liked each other? No lie. <laughs> so then um, we, I think I went down to Kansas maybe twice. We got engaged. In, on- Wait a minute. What was your first, you flew into Wichita? What was your well, first I think, impression? I think you asked him something. 
Well, after after that first time in D.C., because we'd been talking a lot on the phone. I mean, a lot. And then we just clicked. And so when I went back, she gives me this call and she's like, okay, are we officially boyfriend, girlfriend type of a thing? And I'm like... Well, yeah, I guess so. We didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. So. Well, we didn't know what was going to happen, but it was, it, we were, I was, I felt I was just too old to be messing about. Yeah, I was 42. <laughs> the, I you know, either it was going to, that we were like both heading in the same direction or we weren't going to bother flying back and forth. So it was like, I was like, either way, I'm good. I just need to know. So we, um, we, started dating on the 15th of of January we got engaged in the middle of February and we got married on April the 15th after I believe five dates wow and that was how many years ago that was 2005 so she remembers the dates real well doesn't well they were all significant dates you know Martin Luther King tax day um that kind of thing too so that is how we became Mr and Mrs Sanchez and is that how you remember it, Pastor Dick? That's how I remember it. I was like, you know, God gave me way and above what I deserved. All right. You guys make a good couple. You oh, really praise do. Praise the Lord. It's had its ups and downs. <laughs> don't we all? I don't think there's a relationship in this world that don't have ups and downs. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so... What did you think of Wichita, Kansas? Well, Dave actually lived in southeast Kansas, That's which true. is about 90 miles um, right. where? Southeast. Southeast, southeast of yeah. Wichita. Right. So uh, he was, that was one of the things that he needed me to see where he lived before mm-hmm. um, we actually got engaged. Um, but <laughs> that we, was the you, exciting very point. Rural. It's very, very rural. Town. Yeah. It's called Longton, Kansas. Yeah. Uh, just blessed there with the church many yeah. many years we, so of course that's when I was doing uh, mental health also yeah and you know we had six years living there that's where all the boys were were born um just real fond memories and and good good friends good people um you know that we've people that were that became family there them mm-hmm. um, that became grandparents to the to the boys yep. um I just feel really blessed that we had that six years kind of to ground us. Um, as a ministry team. Mm-hmm. We learned a lot. Did you ever think that you would become a pastor's wife? Before we got married? No, mm-hmm. absolutely not. That, not even on the <laughs> that cards. That sounds serious. <laughs> not even on the cards. And, and one of my best friend, Sarah, she actually, she was a preacher's kid. And she actually said, are you sure you want to become a preacher's wife? You know, that this is not an easy, straightforward That's life. Right. Sounds like um, you got the plague, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> she liked Dave. She was just very aware that it was, you know, that there would be um, challenges ahead. Um, and different challenges maybe to the yes. average marriage. But mm-hmm. you do good as a preacher's wife. At times. She really does. <laughs> you do good. Praise the Lord. Hey, Dave, I hate to say it, but we love your wife. I know it. I know everybody does. <laughs> yeah. So, Dave, what what did you see in D? Well, you know, at that point in my life, at my age, you really you kind of have this list in your head. Okay. And then, you know, and I always encourage people to do that. Some of those things are realistic. Some of those things are not. But number one, does she love the Lord? Mm-hmm. You know, is she going to be a good mom? You know, is she going to work with people well? And uh, then, you know, everything else plays into that, mm-hmm. you know, with your personality and your likes and 
pretty neat. When you guys first came to our church, we loved your kids. And we seen how well behaved they are. No lie. And we thought, how'd you do it? <laughs> it's a God thing. It is. And, and Mama. And Mama. Well, but I got to practice on other kids That's first. That's true. So, a whole bunch yeah. of other kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd nannied for um, 50, about 15 years total before uh-huh. I became a mom. So I got lots of practice. Your kids are funny. They are so neat. Those boys are, are precious. When we come back, we're going to let, obviously, Pastor Dave and Dee kind of share about their ministries here in Idaho. They were they moved from Kansas to Idaho and then in southern Idaho, and then they um, were called here to our church in north central Idaho. So we will discuss that when we come back from break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abbadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. There is a show coming December 28th that we want you guys to have a heads up on. I know it's during the Christmas holiday, but this is going to be a very special show, and I say that with laughter because we have two firecrackers that are going to be live on the radio, and they are... We're actually going to have three, but mom is a little bit more settled than the two little ones. Uh, if you remember, we had Levi Holly, who is incarcerated in a state prison. He was on our show, uh, probably our second or third show. I can't remember I think what it was date. Third. And he is. That show has been the one that has been on demand the most. People listen and listen and listen to Levi. So it was um, the change that bind. That's the show that you want to listen to because on the 28th, we are going to have his lovely wife and his two young children live on our show. And that will be an experience, I am sure. So you won't want to miss it. And I'm telling you, bring the Kleenexes because um, there will, 
we can't, we will not be able to do that show without crying. Yeah. There's just no way because these kids love the Lord and, and Levi's wife is so faithful, ever so faithful. And we will also update you on on what's going on in Levi's life during that show. So December 28th, be sure to um, to hear that one. So right now we're going to go and we're going to hand it to Pastor Dave, who's going to tell how they came from Kansas to Idaho. Well, you know, that's a real neat story. It's an adventure in our life. Uh, before I met Dee, and I, I'm an outdoorsy type of guy. I've got a lot of outdoor passions. And uh, Southeast Kansas, you know, there again, growing up in Kansas, and I loved it. I lo- actually lived in, the, lived in the part of the state that rolling hills mm-hmm. and oak groves, a lot of trees and water. But Big I bucks. had a friend that I went to uh, college with that had moved to uh, Cuna, Idaho. And we got to talking on the telephone, and he said, hey, why don't you come up here, and we'll, you know, go out to the mountains, and we'll... You know, we both had uh, uh, upland bird dogs and, you know, we're going to go do this and that. And so I just said I would love to do that because my dad, you know, he always took us to Colorado. He was backpacking back in the 60s and 70s and dragging the whole family along, you know, when it wasn't even popular. Mm-hmm. So I came up here for two years in a row, fell in love with Idaho. And then after our, uh, Dee and I got married, you know, we said, well, Let's see what the Lord does. Because I thought to myself after that first or second trip to Idaho, hey, Lord, if you would ever open the door to go up to Idaho. And so for years, once in a while, we would hear about a ministry position somewhere in the Northwest. And we would, you know, put our name in the hat, uh, send up a resume. And every one of them was rejected until we got a bite in Hayburn, Idaho. And it's kind of funny because our resume actually went to the Chamber of Commerce. It was the wrong address. There was an elder that was a part of the Chamber of Commerce. He said they were just getting ready to hire a guy. They got my package, our package. And to make a long story short, they hired us. It was such a blessing. Oh, wow. We spent, uh, as you know, about six and a half years there. Well, how did I come to know about Grangeville, where we are presently, was there was a young uh, man and his family there in the church, and I knew that he was from northern Idaho, and he told me, he says, well, I grew up around Grangeville, mm, and okay. his name was Andy. And so I said, Andy, I said, is there some, a lot of wild turkeys up there? Yeah. Oh, gosh, everywhere. <laughs> and so he says, oh, I love to hunt wild turkeys. It's really difficult, and they taste delicious. And he says, hey, why don't you, I'll see if I can't arrange something with my dad. He has a nice cabin. So anyway, to make a long story short, me and a friend there from the church, an elder, we would come up once a year and we would go turkey hunting and just just have a good time, ride around on our ATVs and just kind of take a, a breather for about four and a half days. And I remember the first time we drove through Grangeville and I thought to myself, this is a beautiful town here in the mountains. And, you know, a lot of smaller towns, you know, the businesses are gone, Mm -hmm. you know, they're closing up shop on Main Street. And I thought, that's not the way it is here. And so I didn't think much about it. And then another friend here about two years ago, he said, hey, Dave, I know that pastor there at Grangeville at the Christian church, and I think he's going to retire. And I go, well, really? I go, yeah. And he says, well, when? I don't know. Well, he gave me a call. Uh, this and this was this conversation was about two years ago. Well, he gave me a call early, early this spring, and says, "Yes, he is going to retire." 
So I said, told D, I said, well, let's call and let's get a resume up there and let's see what happens. Let's see if God opens. And that's the way we pray. Mm -hmm. God, if you want us there, you open the door. If not, you shut it because Mm -hmm. we do not want to be there if Mm -hmm. this is not of you. Mm -hmm. The same way coming to Kansas. And, you know, something really important I heard uh, from Tony Campolo, I believe, about they interviewed people over 85 and they said if they could do life all over again, what would they do differently? I remember, I can only remember two of the answers. One was take more risk, not foolish risk, Mm -hmm. but just, hey, I wish I would have done that. And another one, spend more time with family and loved ones. And that has always impacted me. And so I thought, okay, Lord, you can open the door from Kansas to Idaho. And he did. And then, okay, Lord, from there, from uh, Hayburn, Idaho to Grangeville, okay, here we go. And it's just been a blessing. You know, there's always ups and downs because mm-hmm. that's just the way life is. It is. But we feel blessed. We are here and amazing people. We're just doing the Lord's work. We don't know how long we have. Every day is a gift. That's right. That's right. Yeah. When you guys, when they put the ballot in for you guys, the church, of course, voted on it. And you guys had a unanimous vote for you guys to come here. So it must have been God's will. (laughs) Well, and I think that's the thing that with God's will that we always think that that's going to be like, oh, well, it must be super easy after mm. that. And you mm. even with God's will, it can still be really hard at times. Yeah. You know, we moved with three little boys, um, 10, 11 and eight. And while they've made great friends and we feel so blessed, just this morning they were saying, oh, we want to go back to Burley. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you know, we, we don't have a house yet. We're still looking for a house and we're just, we're in faith saying, you know what? God took us here. He's going to provide the mm-hmm. house for exactly. us. You know, that, that we just need to be faithful to do what he is wanting us to do. Um, I was just reading a book um, just about you know, that you kind of what Dave had just said earlier that you you God only shows you a little bit of time if he sh- if he showed you oh too much mm-hmm. you would be so overwhelmed and you would say I could never do that mm-hmm. um, but he just says be faithful with this little step and and we'll show you we'll be faithful there and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's told us when we moved from Kansas out here, it was one flashlight beam at a time, mm-hmm. and he holds the flashlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. boy, did we not know what we was getting into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because this well, is not we're not in Kansas anymore. You know, our struggles are so 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 little compared to our brothers and sisters all over the world. That's right. And what they're facing. Yes, and we're just we're just blessed. We're so blessed to live here and freedom we have and just be able to to worship the Lord in that freedom. And you know that uh, in case you don't know, I love people and I love hearing people's stories and people will say to me, gosh, you've had quite a hard life. And then I hear other people's stories and I'm like, oh, my word. And I think that's maybe the biggest privilege as a preacher's wife is that I get to walk through people's greatest joys, Mm -hmm. but also their deepest sorrows and they let me in to things that nobody else might know Mm -hmm. and that is an absolute privilege um that i really don't take it lightly 
that I don't quite know why God has allowed me to get to be this person that people will come to. Amen. Well, because God knew you, you, who you were, and He knows your heart. Amen. Yeah. And yeah. you're you're the person for it. Yeah. Because it does take a special person to be a pastor's wife. I think He kind of molds us along the way. You mm-hmm. know, then the last, you know, I see how I have. He prepared. He was preparing me even when I was so far away from Him, and mm-hmm. He's prepared me through tragic events. The first year of our marriage, um, my mom died. Um, we knew she was going to die, but um, she had bone cancer, and so she died. Um, and and that gave me a bigger compassion for people who have lost loved ones, even if they're go if you know that they're going to heaven. Um, but you know, it's, it's but hard. You didn't even get to be by your mom's side when she died. No, I didn't. But but God worked miracles um, during that time. Mm-hmm. That you know, she was in hospital, and and I actually spoke to her, and she actually spoke to me. She hadn't spoken to anybody else, and we had a conversation mm-hmm. um, prior to her passing. So that was just um, a very sweet, sweet, terrible time. Exactly. Um, but you know, the, our friends in Kansas, you held us through that time um, and just various tragedies that have happened in our personal life that our church family have been so gracious yeah, with sister. us. Yeah, my sister, she she passed away um, when we lived in Burley. Um, and so I had to jump in a plane with my two-year-old. My middle child was two years old and I was pregnant with my baby, um, who was not a baby now, but we still call him a baby. Um, and before getting on that plane, um, my ticket and Simeon's ticket had been paid for by just different people. Mm-hmm. And when I got to Scotland, just the love and compassion that I got from friends over there um, during that time, it was it was just incredible. Um, and just various stuff that, you know, you go through health issues just the same as, as everybody else, mm-hmm. you know, but it just leads it. I think if you allow it to help you um, gain an understanding and a better compassion of pointing people to Jesus during those hard times, um, to me, it's the only way that you can make it through, that without Jesus, it just is, it would be too hard. Pastor Dave, I know the first month, I think it was, that you were here, I think you did like two or three funerals. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was so, so, so busy. Well, you know, in, in a church of, uh, you know, basically 200 or more and um, with an older congregation also, mm-hmm. it was just hit the ground. It running. was. It was so it was literally the busiest time of mm-hmm. my life. Yeah. You know, you- moving family. But, you know, it's good and it's all good. God you has, you know, your he, he, he does a lot of shaping. Every day there's a test, and he does a lot of shaping, and, uh, you know, he's just conforming us more into the image of his son. But we heard lots of compliments that you well, did a very good job. All the because, glory to yeah, him. Because you, you walked him. into, like, wow. But I remember Dave couldn't even get his office packed, and he kept yeah. saying, I'll meet you up there boxes. because my office is full of boxes. <laughs> For quite a while. Yeah. You, you just now got your desk in place. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, Dave, Pastor Dave did definitely had a um, 
come to me Jesus yes, experience when <laughs> he did it was sure. it was it was interesting and you know what everybody was watching and he handled it very very well well and that's why the church this isn't the Dave Sanchez show this is all about mm-hmm. the Lord that's right and that's why we are the church and everybody is in this together mm-hmm. everybody's gifted differently mm-hmm. and we're all this we're all in this together to know him and to make him known mm-hmm. that's right I, the reason I say that you're a good preacher is because you're not afraid to say it like it is. Right. And that's what people need to hear. Mm-hmm. They need to hear a preacher that'll say it like it is, even if it offends somebody, because that's what the Bible does. The well, Bible I, says it like it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just always say this is this is what the Word of God says, because mm-hmm. I believe the Word of God to be inspired. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a light. It's a lamp. It is a love book to the human race. It's a roadmap. It is a roadmap. Okay. Well, when we, we're going into break, when we come back, we'll just kind of wrap things up with Pastor Dave and Dee. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Look for Annette and Myrna's book, Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a testimony of God's healing power. The book elucidates the journey of how Annette Smith gained healing from living as a child and other people. The book is available through Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle formats. Anyone who is looking for guidance from God and feeling that life is hopeless should read this book. Turning the Curse into a Blessing, a Testimony of God's Healing Power. Find it today. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Abba Daddy House Incorporated was founded by Myrna Thatcher and Annette Smith. We provide pro bono counseling for those caught in the insurance gap. We also provide basic needs for those who have great difficulty making it from one month to the next. Donations for expanding our business are always appreciated. Remember Philippians 4, verse 3. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. Visit AbbaDaddyHouse.org. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out. To reach our program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to abadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. Now, back to Myrna and Annette. We have been so blessed to have Pastor Dave and Dee here today with Annette and me, and we're just going to kind of let them share, Pastor Dave share, what his what his goals are, what where he sees Grangeville Christian Church going. 
Well, where I see Grangeville Christian Church going is what we see in the Word of God for His church, which is simply to bring Him glory, being obedient to His Word, and it's all about, after that, the people, loving your neighbor as yourself. You know, we're all different. God is the master artist. He created us in the womb of our mother. And, you know, we all have likes and dislikes, and we're all gifted differently. And this isn't about anybody other than Christ and then loving one another. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to continue to to lift him up, to glorify him, to reach out to the body of believers, and then in so doing, reach out into the community. Because, you know, I've said for years that Christianity is just not a religion. It's a one-on-one relationship Mm -hmm. with the one who loves us most. Absolutely. He knows the number of hairs on our head. Mm -hmm. And so I always say, you know what? I'm just a work in progress. I've got my issues like everyone else. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. And his grace is amazing. And so that is the message that in him we have eternal life, we have the forgiveness of sins, we have that hope, and no one, absolutely no one can take that away from us. And we want to give others that hope, that, you know, there's nothing on this earth that will satisfy us other than him. Right. And so that's my message, and that's the goal of the church, is to reach out to that world and to glorify him. And so we just do that in a lot of different ways. You know, my passion is uh, a lot of different things, but I I love working with men. Of course, you know, I've only been here about four months. So uh, every day is a gift and we're going to see what happens. We want more and more and more. And we're seeing it. Uh, Young families Mm -hmm. come into the church. We love babies. We love kids. We love those kids running Mm -hmm. around. This facility is his And that's why we're using it in all these different capacities, you know, reaching out to men, kids, uh, women, uh, the community, anything that we can do to be his light. Uh And so, you know, uh, we've got a, uh, a big Christmas Eve service and, you know, this time of the year. And I always say, you know, Christmas is every day for the Christian. And, you know, just like the angel announced Uh, Behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And he was talking about Christ and his birth. And so we're going to celebrate that at 630. And uh, then I've got a series of sermons that I've preached before. And you know how it's funny, you know, how people react to sermons. And I had the greatest reaction to this. And it's called Life, Dreams, and Wealth. And I'm going to start that at the beginning of uh, the new year. And we're going to look at life. We're going to look at it just in a practical manner. What does the Word of God have to say about it? And then those dreams, kind of like what I was talking about before. Well, what has God laid on your heart? How can we know that is from Him? What about taking some of those chances? Mm-hmm. Not, not foolish chances. And then, of course, uh, wealth mainly spiritually, but what is God doing in our life? You know, whatever we sow, we reap. And that goes into every area of our life, how we treat people, Mm -hmm. uh, what we do with our life, um, our finances. 
And those three subjects, people are always wanting to hear about it. And I think that's why that's a popular series. Mm -hmm. And I hope at one point in time, you can also visit us on Facebook, that we can do our services live. And you can see that over the Internet, just to be able to share the Word of God with others. And I know a lot of people are doing that. So do you have anything else, Dee? I don't think Dee has anything else. Okay. Okay. Um, Well, I didn't know if she wanted to add anything to that. I I guess um, just that um, you, it's, uh, I feel that we are coming into a new phase of life in our ministry. Um, We've, both Dave and myself have, have learned so much over the years and we get to to restart that and and you gain some um, some wisdom from what we've done in the past. Uh, so we're excited to maybe start some new ministries uh, to reach people that maybe haven't been re- reached here in Grangeville um, and, and to love the community a little bit more. Um, I always say that my boys... Uh, come along with me in ministry, and they always have. And so I'm excited to see how the four of us mm-hmm. will reach Grangeville um, with the love of Jesus. You know, and, and, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, a lot of times people have stereotypes of Christians. Yep. And for good reason sometimes that, mm-hmm. you know, we've dropped the ball where we're just, you know, we're just ordinary people and we just want to do life with you. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of the same likes as you. And um, you know what? You can see us when we fall down, when we make bad choices. And, you know, the big difference is, is that, uh, you know, the Lord forgives us, dusts our knees off and says, all right, let's go again. Exactly. Let's go again. And so, you know, we're not, we don't look down upon anyone. At the foot of the cross, the ground is level. That's right. And that's why Christ came. And so we're just, we just want to do life with as many people as possible. And that's, I think that's one of the most favorite things that I enjoy in the ministry is just to be able to hear people's journey Mm. and to see their life and just to hear their stories and where they've been and where God has taken them and what they're doing now. And, and I love it because everybody has a story. Yes, and they every do. story is important That's because right. God doesn't make any junk. That's right. That's right. And God didn't make us as judges over anybody That's else. That's right. That's right. Well, we just want to thank you guys. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for for spending this time with us. And we just want to say that we appreciate that. We also just want to remind you guys, December 21st, Miracle is going to be Christmas Miracle Day for us. And we really want you to email your Miracle Stories, hoppadaddyhouse7 at gmail.com. And then, of course, we you don't want to miss December 28th for Levi's wife and his two little girls. Uh, that's going to be on the show with us live. And if you, and again, I know it's the Christmas time, but you can you can do it. And if not, it'll be on demand because yeah. little Peyton is a, a firecracker. Okay, you can you can see us on GodsGirl7.com for our Facebook, Twitter.com slash GodsGirl7, or on our website AbadaddyGirls.com. And we will talk with you, actually, you'll talk with us maybe, and call in. 
next Friday at the same time at All But Daddy House Girls Speak Out. We will talk with you next week. Thank you for being here this week. Be sure to join hosts Annette Smith and Myrna Thatcher for another edition of Abba Daddy Girls Speak Out next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy the upcoming weekend.